Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Season 3 of Tapes from the Dark Side. Joe Chris County 911, what's the address of the emergency? Brings you a new tale of true crime. Yes, ma'am, I, I, um... I just shot my daughter and shot all my grandkids, and I'll be sitting on my step, and then when you get here, I'm going to shoot myself. Tapes from the Dark Side is a serialized true crime podcast. Each season, we take one case and investigate in depth, using original source audio and legal documentation to break down exactly what occurred, the potential motive behind each crime, and the judicial implications for those involved. This is Season 3, The Spirit Family Massacre. I think everyone has a bit of a fascination with the dark side. Welcome back to Weird Distractions Podcast, podcast where we chat true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, folklore, urban legends, just a bunch of weird shit that you kind of need to hear about, but ultimately, it is what it is. I'm your host, Alex. And Christy. And we just got done recording our May Patreon episode, so we are feeling many different ways. (laughs) Many different ways. It was a heavy one, but it was a good one. Before we dive into what we need a distraction from this week, I just have a little bit of housekeeping to address. As some of you may have heard, we are wanting to do a bi-monthly listener episode where essentially you send in your stories, whether they be true crime, paranormal, conspiracy theories, do not send anything regarding Flat Earth because it won't be read on air, but essentially just anything that made you feel... Hmm, that was weird. So we are hoping to start, well, release our first episode on June 13th. We need more. We need more because our June 13th episode was great. It's done. It's recorded. It's ready to rock. But we need more stories for August. So if you could send us your stories, hit us up at weirddistractionspodcast.outlook.com. DM us, pigeon mail us, whatever works. I can get no pigeons. Yeah, preferably if the pigeons could land outside, that'd be great. Don't want to deal with the pigeons inside of the house. Thanks! Thanks. (laughs) So, Chrissy, what is your need for a distraction this week? My need for a distraction this week is the lack of sleep I'm having right now. So, usually it's work, and this is work pertaining. Same idea. (laughs) I just worked a week and a night, and I am sleep-deprived. So, I'm distracting today from the lack that I would like to go to bed right now. Because I'm only on like four hours of sleep. But then I know if I go to sleep now, I won't sleep tonight. And I need to sleep as I work the rest of the week again still. So, sleep. Fair enough. I'm essentially just torturing you by telling you weird, weird shit. That keeps you well, okay? Keep me lively for today. Exactly, exactly. My need for a distraction this week. 
Oh boy, what will it be? Well, I'm going to have to say my need for a distraction is the fact that although I'm very fortunate and grateful to live in a home where I have a front yard and a backyard, I need a distraction from the fact that I am responsible to maintain said front yard and backyard. And after two days of gardening, aka pulling weeds, moving dirt, planting things, and killing literally every insect that I come across. I am done. I'm done with it, but I'm not even close to being done with the project. So I need a distraction from that, because do you know how many fucking June bugs I've killed in the last 48 hours? Those things are so gross, too. They're so... They're they're absolutely disgusting. If you don't know what a June bug is, if you're not in an area where June bugs are from, a thing... Google them. They're awful. And I'm just not here for it. I've seen the insides of a June bug way too many times in the last 48 hours. So I'm going to say that your gardens so far, I know you're not finished, but the pictures you did send, they do look bomb, but the grass, the grass is going to look great. I only question the dog slime because that thing was fucking gross. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So two, two quick life updates and then we're getting right into this week's topic. So I had dog vomit mold in my front garden. I want everyone listening to Google what that is and just take it in and just realize that it was in my garden for 24 hours. Maybe I'll post pictures on our Instagram just so people get an idea of what I had to encounter because it was fucked. So it's removed, you threw it out or whatever, disposed? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. The other update I have is I think it was two episodes ago I mentioned that I had a spider, like a big ass spider in my bathroom that went disappearing yes yeah so it was hiding underneath the toilet which is even more horrendous because if i needed chilling and growing yeah yeah, chilling growing festering plotting ways to murder me in my sleep so i think it was a couple like a night or two ago i was doing laundry late at night and i went to the dryer and i went to go open it and i saw it was doing its thing slowly walking towards my freezer and i was like Hell no, motherfucker. Like on the floor? On the floor, yeah. It, so it left the bathroom, made it to my laundry room, and was just having a, a nice night Eating stroll. stroll. Yeah, just minding its own business, just doing its own thing. <laughs> Not today, Satan. So, <laughs> an update, I am now safe in my home. There is no more spider that I'm aware of. I can sleep a little bit easier at night. So. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> no more snaps of you like burning your house down. That of this friggin' spider. I was threatening to burn the house down like every day. Every day that spider lives is another day I want to burn it to the ground. Move to Mexico, change my name, start over again. So go from Alex to Alejandro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or something like that. <laughs> something. We'll, we'll we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. So without further ado, the reason why everyone's here, Christy, it's not about us. This therapy, it's a little bit about us. It's a little bit about us, but this therapy session has to end because we are chatting folklore for our 60th episode. We're getting old. We're getting old. Episodes. I know, we're, ba- we're almost a senior. We can almost get senior discounts. Only five more episodes. Not really. We're 20. <laughs> yeah, in reality, we're 27 with... We're so babies. We're so <laughs> But regardless, this week we are chatting about the Owlman of Cornwall aka the Owlman of Manon. It is, is you said Owlman? Owl the bird? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're you're in for a treat, Chris. Because I know how <laughs> well, much you lovely. Love 
I know how much you love cryptids. So it's been a hot second since we've covered any kind of folklore. And I wanted to kind of choose one that I never really heard of. So, of course, have to go in with a weird one because I think it's on brand. weird shit. Yeah, it's on brand. So... I decided to pick the Owlman of Ma Nun. So it typically seems to be referred to as the Owlman of Cornwall. However, the sightings seem to happen nearby an old church in Ma Nun, which is about 30 minutes south of Cornwall, according to good old Google Maps. And I hope I'm pronouncing Ma Nun right. It's M-A-W-N-A-N. Feel free to email us if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I love to be educated. We've gone too far already. <laughs> Yeah, this train's already left the station, so you're just going to have to bear with it. <laughs> so, often compared to the Mothman of Point Pleasant, the Owlman has been described as having two humanoid-like legs covered in gray feathers, wings with an owl-like base. The Owlman has also reported as having red glowing eyes, similar to its homie, Mothman. Now, reports I saw claim that the Owlman has existed since the early 1920s. However, I wasn't able to find literally anything from the 1920s. It was just randomly, like, sporadically put in different resources. Like, oh, since the 1920s. But then nothing, like, no actual physical evidence came from the 1920s. I feel like they weren't really in the decade of keeping information back there. Apparently not. So the first published and documented sighting of the Owlman was allegedly on April 17th, 1976. So the story goes that two young girls who were on a family trip to the area were exploring around the old local church and nearby areas in Ma Nun. Just a quick little tidbit. So it involves the church, like involves the local church in Ma Nun, but... It's confusing because it doesn't say which church these settings are happening at because there's two of them. There's St. Michael and St. Monon. Uh, so I think it's St. Monon, but if you're a local from that area, please let us know. Anyways, regardless, April 17th, 1976. Two young girls who were on a family trip to the area were exploring around St. Monon Church, assumingly, and just kind of exploring the forest nearby, just seeing what was going on. As the story goes, the girls were reportedly saw something very unusual up above the church steeples. The two girls allegedly saw a man-owl hybrid creature hovering above the church, which obviously terrified them, and led them to flee the area. They were like, no, nope, don't fuck with that. See you later. There's nothing that looks like a birdman at all, but when I think of staying up there watching, I just get this really picture in my head of Jeepers Creepers. Like oh, thing. God. oh my gosh, that'd be even <laughs> freakier. Yeah, what I just picture that? that, and I was like, that thing's disgusting to look at, but I was like, this little bird thing's gonna come and eat you. I mean, I feel like Jeepers Creepers would definitely be scary, but I feel like also the Owl Man would be a little bit startling, so to speak. Oh yeah, with those beady red eyes, and that's not a person or a regular animal. What is that? Exactly. So when the two girls returned back to wherever they were staying, they told their father what happened, and they were shook. So shook to the point where the, the dad actually cut the trip short because he was alarmed with how scared the girls were. And he didn't think, based on what I read, he didn't think that they were making it up. He didn't think that they were just, you know, playing around because they were legitimately scared shitless. Okay, well, this dad is father of the year number uno because that's what you're supposed to do. Creepy shit happens, you're supposed to get the fuck out of there. Exactly. Um, like just hang around and be like, it's fine. That's how murder movies end. That's, well, that's how murder movies start. And usually they end with death. So, 
Yeah, father of the year. MVP. <laughs> MVP. So one of the girls had even drew a picture to show what the creature looks like, which despite being drawn by a child, somewhat looks like a bird with long legs. And Christy, I will ask you to look at our Skype chat to the picture I've placed in it, as that is actually the picture that one of the girls drew. And I want you to tell our listeners what you see in front of you. Yeah, first off, that thing is hilarious looking because it's not even what's great. It's like this <laughs> if you think a stick figure, like it looks like someone made the wings of like a bunch of little sticks. That's what the feather's supposed to be like. like. And the then this like horrific little demon face is like <laughs> Like, that's a demon face. It's not, like, an owl or whatever. No, it literally... Might be a beak, but it looks like a demon hole. A demon hole. Oh, my God. Demon hole. All right, well, it's got a face of a demon hole. Let's Let's just call it that. So, it's been documented that apparently the girl's dad reached out to paranormal researcher Tony Doc Shields. For those like myself who had no idea who Tony was... Here's some quick information on him because he is important to the story. It's not just a random rabbit hole I went down. He was born sometime in 1938 in Salford, Lancashire, England. However, reportedly also lived in Cornwall sometime in the 1960s. In one YouTube video I watched, it was stated that Tony is associated with seven different monster-related hoaxes, such as some potentially fake Loch Ness monster photographs from 1977 and the fake photos of the Falmouth Bay Sea Serpent of 1976. So he took the fake photos? Yes. Mm, He's a blow Yeah, Yeah. so he allegedly is known as a magician, a paranormal researcher, a trickster, just like, just a a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, he has his own books, a man of many hats, let's put it that way. Many shady talents, perhaps. Exactly. So, only a few months after the first incident with the two girls, in June or July of 1976, because of course accounts vary, two 14-year-old girls that were camping in the area had a similar encounter. The two girls reportedly had heard a hissing sound from behind them, and when they turned around, they allegedly saw what was described as, quote, a giant owl of human size with glowing eyes. One of the girls, Sally, reportedly stated after the incident, and this is a direct quote, it was like a big owl with pointed ears as big as a man. The eyes were red and glowing. At first, I thought it was someone dressed up playing a joke trying to scare us. I laughed at it. We both did. Then it went up in the air and we both screamed. When it went up, you could see its feet were like pincers. So pincers, for those who don't know, is typically like a tool used to pinch, cut, or pull small objects. However, also can look similar to owl's feet, even though it's kind of a stretch, so to speak. It has been documented that apparently the two 14-year-old girls also approached Tony after the incident as they were aware that he was involved in the case, being the Owlman case, from the two previous girls. According to the Cryptopia website, the two girls were pretty adamant that they were not falsifying the information they were providing, even allegedly going as far as expressing concern over people not believing them and the story of Owlman. So they were... They definitely... They definitely were trying to promote the fact that they were telling the truth. Seems like another story where you're like, I'm genuinely terrified. Well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, we don't know what happened. We weren't there. It's hard to say whether I fully believe in the Owlman at this point in time, but I'm also not going to shit on someone's parade if that's what they really think. 
And if it's something that they really think and really scare the shit out of them, right? Yeah, like it has genuine fear. So you're like, maybe something, but who knows what? But until I see, I don't know. Exactly. So in a quote from one of the girls off of the Cryptopia website, our mother thinks we made it all up just because we read about these things, but that is not true. We really saw the Birdman, though it could have been someone playing a trick in a very good costume and makeup. But how could it rise up like that? If we had imagined it, then we both would have been imagining the same thing at the same time, which is interesting. According to some documents, the very next day after this reported sighting, a woman by the name of Jane allegedly also claimed to have seen the same creature and her description was identical to the other sighting. So once again, an owl-like creature, although massive... With red glowing eyes around the same area. And if you're having multiple things come up, not just two girls or these people from camping, all these other stories are coming out, you're like, okay, something's up. Exactly. Something's going on. Then jumping to 1978, a young woman referenced as Miss Opie reportedly was the next person to see the Owl Man. According to the YouTube video uploaded by Paranormal Junkie, Miss Opie had described the creature as, quote, a monster like a devil flying up through the trees near Old Monon Church. Again, in 1978, three young identified female French students who were in college at the time, I think nearby, reportedly saw what they dubbed as the Owl Man. I wasn't able to find much on this encounter, but it's still worth noting. Three more people that saw it. Exactly. Now, some have quickly ran to dismissing these claims and have even gone as far as calling it a hoax due to the fact that Tony Shields is involved. As mentioned earlier, he reportedly has published and claimed to have captured images of monsters before that have, I believe, been proven as hoaxes. Regardless, though, some people also felt that what all these girls were seeing was just a large bird, maybe a large owl, but not an owl-human-like creature hybrid. That hasn't stopped reports coming in of Owlman encounters, though. According to the Cornwall Live website article, there was a report of a sighting in 2019 by a Falmouth ghost hunter named Mark Davies. According to that article, Mark and his friend, Chris Power, were walking around the church's nearby graveyard in Monon. According to Mark, he claimed that he thinks there's lines underground near the church, which apparently give off paranormal activity, in which I'm assuming he meant that their power lines it didn't really say just said that there were lines underneath which i'm assuming are power lines yeah sounds plausible yeah so he further reported that he and his friend observed a hissing in the trees while at the graveyard and then they heard what appeared to be wings flapping over their heads Mark reportedly had an electromagnetic meter, which started going off at this time. And at that same moment, Chris was allegedly attacked by what has been described as, quote, a surge of energy, i.e. not a physical, visible thing. Chris reportedly had scratches on his arm after the attack, and whatever had pushed him had broke his camera. So essentially, it kind of seems as though they were experiencing a lot of electromagnetic activity happening at one moment on the grounds of the church, that may have led to some form of unknown reaction or response, which could have been paranormal, but we don't know, right? Because once again, we weren't there. Yeah, like it's not like an actual physical thing, but it sounds like some kind of force or something, something off. Yeah, something spooky's going on there. Whatever the reaction, Mark has stated that he believes that there is potentially a demonic energy and that the whole area isn't necessarily safe. Mark goes on to say in the Cornwall Live article in a direct quote, it's not a place I would advise anyone to go there alone. Let's put it that way. 
So whether it's the Owl Man or not, there's obviously some paranormal something or something yeah, going on. Something's going on. Hmm. To play devil's advocate a little bit, quite literally, in terms of what Mark and Chris had experienced, what if they did encounter the Owl Man, but instead of seeing it, they just encountered its kind of like wrath of sorts so to speak yeah it's one thing for them to actually not see something but feel things and then all the other girls or people that have seen it before they're like i see a physical bird man body of sorts coming at me exactly and it kind of makes you wonder okay is the owl man just a manifestation of something demonic because as we remember the owl man has red glowing eyes which a lot of people have tied to a demonic force and numerous 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 studies like it, this isn't the first time that you know we've we've heard of a description of something with red eyes being connected to being a demon potentially right we always love the demons exactly one could perhaps speculate that whatever energy is on this property may just be manifesting as said owl man hence why when chris was attacked nothing was seen because maybe it didn't fully manifest then again you could also argue against the actual facts that took place but once again we weren't there we can't really you could argue against like everything if you really wanted to exactly yeah you could you could spend your entire life arguing against every single aspect of it but once again we weren't there so Mm -hmm. yes Besides the physical sightings of Owlman, along with the strange physical encounter that Chris experienced in 2019 by a, quote, invisible force, there have also been reported sightings of strange, like a strange glob of light floating over the church, which has been described as orange or red in color, which is kind of a sign, weirdly interesting, because the eyes of the Owlman are red. I know I'm kind of grasping at straws here, but hold on, because it's about to get weirder. During the late 1970s, it has been documented that there were a few UFO sightings in the UK, as well as reports of two other folklore creatures that reportedly were seen. The Cornish Sea Serpent, aka the Morgor, had reports of sightings as well as the Cornish Mystery Big Cats. I'm not going to do a deep dive on either of those in case we want to cover them on a future episode, but those were the they two creatures. Yeah, those were the two cryptids that people were reported seeing in this area. On top of seeing UFOs. So there's just a lot going on at this time in this area in the UK. Which so you have a hot spot or something. Yeah, begs the question, you good? You good over there? Because that's a <laughs> lot. Because right? there's a lot yeah. going on. There's a lot going on over there. So these sightings are happening on top of the Owlman sightings, which this is very interesting because it appears as though there were a lot of paranormal activities happening in this area in that time frame, right? Which may lead to be the reason why people aren't necessarily believing the Owlman sightings to be as true since there's already so much going on. Yeah, there's already a lot going on that one more thing you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, this is, all of it's not real because I'm kind of over this. Where's the lie, Janet? Where's the fucking lie? Because there's a lie in there. I know it. But where's where do you hear the lie? These, where do you hear these stories? <laughs> first off. Yeah, first off. Once again, wasn't there. Can't validate you. So it's just one of those situations where because there was already so much going on, like we mentioned, it's hard to believe that there's another thing. Right? Yeah, like you might just be like, okay, I've kind of already decided all of it's fake. Exactly. It's also interesting with the reports of seeing balls of light or globs of light, as I claimed. Over the church, which UFO sightings, lights above the church. Hello, what's happening? Sunset. 
I mean, <laughs> you can get real, like, real idealistic. Yeah. Okay, Christy. But as we know from the Hestel and Lights episode, whenever there is a reported light anomaly in the sky, we automatically think, oh, it's a UFO. Oh, it's something paranormal, right? Like, we kind of already jumped to that conclusion. So mm. it's just an interesting tidbit of this whole folklore tale. Regardless of whether the Owlman actually has any correlation with the UFO settings or with any other weird paranormal activity going on during the 1970s, I think it's safe to say that this kind of goes to show how easily folklore can be potentially connected from one encounter to another and how easily it can be, like how easily it can manifest when there's other weird shit going on. Yeah, and how like, things can just change in different between stories, like this is a bird man, this is something else, now I see this manifestation. So things are being, I don't know, made up, like it is all folklore, so you're not really 100% sure anyways. So. Exactly. Now, about the actual belief from locals and others regarding the Owlman sightings. Allegedly, a lot of these, quote, reports of the Owlman somehow seem to tie in to Mr. Tony Shields. Although we have different reports from different young women who encountered them, they all apparently somehow trace back to Tony, which was a common mention in most of the information I took in. But... Tony isn't the only one who has ties to the Owlman, or as I like to put it, is hot for Owlman. So according to a YouTube video uploaded by user Fairham College TV that I watched, uh, there is a man by the name of Jonathan Dowes, whose interest in the Owlman case even led to a published book. You can write a whole book on this shit? Apparently. So in an interview with Dr. Darren Naish... Jonathan explained how he became interested in Tony Shields because, once again, everything always apparently traces back to Tony. When he was approximately 25 years old, specifically the writing work Tony had done regarding the Cornish Sea Serpent. Jonathan also shared that he thought he could do a better job at writing about different creatures in comparison to author Graham McEwen, who is the author of Mystery Animals of Britain and Ireland, as well as Sea Serpents, Sailors, and Skeptics. Essentially, Jonathan was oppressed by Tony and not so impressed by Graham. Jonathan then decided to make magic happen and wrote his own book about the Owlman creature. And I think it's kind of safe to assume without reading the book, sorry, Jonathan, that Jonathan believes in the existence of the Owlman to some degree. Again, people are writing a whole book on this shit. What do you recommend? I mean, I could make up a whole entire creature in a book if that's what people want but i don't i didn't think there was a, a need but i guess if he's going based off of like old reports regardless of whether they're connected to tony or not i you could you could yeah, make a whole book out of like different stories i suppose i mean there's other books out there that probably have less information to back them up so like anybody could write a book not me but okay <laughs> yeah i don't no no yeah so when asked if he felt that the owl man could be an actual owl i.e not a cryptid or a folklore creature jonathan straight up laughed before stating quote that is the stupidest idea i've ever heard which i i love i love his i love his compassion behind it like you were stupid <laughs> that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard jonathan did acknowledge that there were all kinds of unknown animals to be discovered but that the owl man which he described as a five foot tall feathered bird man uh, that lives in a tiny area, is not necessarily one of those undiscovered creatures. No, I don't yeah. think so. In the interview, Jonathan does address the elephant, or owl, in the room, so to speak. 
The fact that most of the settings appear to be by young girls or young women, minus Mark and Chris. But, I mean, they didn't really technically see the Owlman, so do with that information as you will. Jonathan explains that at first he thought that Tony had made up the whole adolescent girl portion of the folklore, but he further explains that when things started becoming true in terms of, well, quote unquote true, in terms of more and more sightings coming from adolescent girls or young women, it became more of a creepy phenomenon taking place to the point where Jonathan claims that even Tony was shocked. It's weird because Jonathan seems to be acknowledging that Tony may have came up with the whole adolescent girl piece, which to me is kind of suspicious as a whole. But Jonathan didn't really explain in what I saw why it's young girls and women seeing the owl man and essentially why Tony may have came up with that or not. It's it's kind of confusing. And mm-hmm. to be quite honest, this whole folklore has been was really hard to research because there's just little tidbits of information spread across different platforms in the sense of everyone seemed to have the same information, but there wasn't a lot of detail, which you know how much I loathe. No detail. Exactly. But yet I keep covering cases and stuff where like I keep finding these distractions with little detail and I keep kicking myself in the ass about it later. So this is, this is my pain. This is my torture. It's a very up and down story. Yes, exactly. I I will mention that there was one reported sighting, I believe back sometime in the late 1970s where a guy and his girlfriend had reportedly both seen the owl man in the area. However, beyond that, there really isn't any specific male, like there isn't any identified sightings by someone that doesn't identify as a woman which is interesting and weird yeah like it's weird that it's i mean i know in the beginning you said it was all females and i was like what's the significance but that's weird now that you say that i'm like why is it all females that's suspicious well and dr darren naish shared his thoughts as to what the reason that adolescent girls and young women are perhaps experiencing like why they're experiencing these encounters of the owl man. Uh, He said that he thinks it's because adolescent girls are quote young and or emotionally fragile and maybe more susceptible to seeing some form of paranormal entity. However, I would like to argue that adolescents in general, despite gender are emotionally fragile as shit. Have you ever been a teenager? It was the worst. You were emotional all the damn time. Despite like, I remember seeing teenage boys cry over losing hockey games. You're telling me that they're not emotionally fragile, sir? No. All of us get able to see this fucking bourbon if we want to. We just apparently choose not to, apparently. Exactly. Yeah, and to be honest, to me, it just doesn't really explain it. It kind of, it's it's just that misogynistic way of saying, well, young young girls are so emotional, so they're more susceptible to seeing things. It's like, okay, just sir. Be rude now. Just be yeah. rude. He then goes on to explain that the area itself may just be a general paranormal hotspot. He also acknowledged that the area that the Owlman has been seen in is a very old area. In one report I used, they claim that the St. Manon church is 13th century meaning it's old and probably has a lengthy history the reported graveyard i mentioned earlier and the area itself looks to be something almost of like a fairy tale betraying the spooky forest that you're not supposed to go into in, in the disney movie so to speak it's very you think that disney saw this forest and this area and was like yeah let's put this as a scary scene in all of our movies because it's the thing to do exactly dr darren naish 
in the YouTube video uploaded by Fairham College TV, goes on to interview scientist Dr. David Martill, who reportedly is a professor or was a professor of paleobiology at the University of Portsmouth in the United Kingdom. When asked about whether he thinks the owl man is a paranormal manifestation or an actual bird or owl that is yet to be further explored, Dr. David Martill explained that he basically has doubts of the existence of owl man, further acknowledging that the paranormal isn't necessarily his bread and butter or his field of research which fair enough you're allowed to believe and not believe in the paranormal i take no offense just a lot anyways dr martell explains how in his opinion there's essentially a lack of physical evidence of the owl man there's no film there's no photos there's no audio recordings there's nothing which is kind of damning for a zoologist or paleobiologist to be able to even work off of and try to associate it with some real-life creature. He also explained that for someone in his position to believe that Alman is real, remains of the creature would need to be examined, which kind of makes sense, right? It's You kind of need to see what it looks like on the inside to maybe be able to tell what it is on the outside. Yes, indeed. When asked about the eyewitness testimony as a basic form of evidence, Dr. Martill shared that what appears to be essentially this owl man could really be a particularly large bird, such as a raptor or an eagle owl of which he further claims there are reports of many that have escaped in the United Kingdom. So he essentially is like, it could just be a really big bird. Has anyone ever thought of this? Has anyone ever thought it was just a really big bird? No? They think it's a cryptid? Are we, are we talking, like, really big bird? Are we talking, like, prehistoric, like, those kind of big birds, or what? Like a big-ass bird. Okay, okay. so I'm going to picture Jurassic Park and those, like, things come but, but and fly and eat you. Yeah, yeah but not, not like that. Yes, but no. You, do you know what I mean? I do. I understand. Okay, okay, okay. So to kind of summarize this wild roller coaster that we've gotten ourselves into from the UK, which, yeah, are you sure you guys are okay over there? Uh, this may be one of the weirdest folklore cryptic creatures, or however you want to label it, that may exist. Because of its ties to Tony Shields and the lack of evidence besides the reported eyewitness accounts, it's extremely hard to pinpoint any potential reality behind this folklore. And if it started with Tony or with someone else, I mean, a lot of the accounts I read or listened to say that Tony started it. And that maybe things escalated after more reports came in. You know, it's kind of like when you when you start a rumor about someone and then kind of plays telephone. And then by the time the rumor comes back to you, you're like, what shit. What the fuck was that? Yeah, like, like, shit. I didn't know that she did that. Okay. You know, so it's... You're just like, it, I didn't start that, but okay. <laughs> but okay, if you want to put your weird twist on it, have at her. I feel like that's the owl man situation, right? So I feel nope. that too, because it started with... Yeah. Two girls camping or whatever seeing this till all the other fucking shit that happened after that. However, I think that there's kind of like this mysterious side of it, even if it's connected to someone who allegedly is known to make up hoaxes or do tricks. Whether you believe in the Owlman or not, there is no doubt in my mind that there isn't something maybe, maybe paranormally related in Ma Nun and in the Cornwall area. Its history runs deep, and it wouldn't surprise me if we end up back there for another weird distraction. And that is my weird distraction for this week. Happy 60th. Well, thank you for that. Anytime. <laughs> Quick shout out to my resources, because without you, we wouldn't be in this kerfuffle, What to essentially figuring out whether the Owlman is real or not, which, hot take, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. 
hard maybe. Shout out to the YouTube video by One Candle Society, The Owlman of Cornwall, One Candle Paranormal Case File, uploaded October 31st, 2018. The YouTube video by Paranormal Junkie, The Owlman of Cornwall, uploaded on June 7th, 2019. The YouTube video by Fairham College TV, The Owlman of Manon, a documentary, which was uploaded on October 18th, 2011, and the video is a clip from a documentary produced by Matthew Sace in 2009. Shout out to my good pals over at Google Maps, as well as Cornwall Live website article. The Cornish Owlman of Manon Smith, which has been scaring holidaymakers for 100 years, by Charlotte Bicourt? Bicourt? Sorry, Charlotte. Didn't jolly fun extra last name. Hope you're doing well, though. And that was written and published on April 18th, 2020. Library.com for their information on Tony Shields. Artcornwall.org. Monstermind, the magical life and art of Tony Doc Shields by Andy Roberts, which I think I forgot to mention. He also does paintings, I believe. Like, he's an artist. Let's just say he's Tony Shields is an artist all around of many different genres. He's a jack-of-all-trades. Exactly. Jack-of-all-trades, wearer of many hats. Speaking of which, uh, shout out to our busy pals at the Cryptopia website for their article, The Owlman of Cornwall, England, by Rob Murphy on December 3rd, 2019. The Thought Catalog website article, 12 Facts About Owlman, The Cryptid in Cornwall by January Nelson, which was published on February 11th, 2021. And finally, the University of Portsmouth website for their page on Professor David Martell. Thank you all for your hard work, research, and publishing. We appreciate you so very much. And amongst the appreciation, Christy, should we be shouting out our Patreon supporters? Yes, a big shout out to Tom and Bailey. Yes, thank you so much for supporting the show. If you want to shout out on air and get some other really cool bonus perks, you can find us on patreon.com. And Chrissy, where where can our listeners also find us? Where 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 else can they hit us up for some more distractions or just to say hi? Yes, you listener people, please come and find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We would love some reviews. Gives us some free ratings, gives us some free love. We like that because I can't always monetize, which is totally fine. But if you would like to monetize, there is Patreon. And again, there is merch over on Redbubble. Just search us. Please feel free to email us. We are distractionspodcast.com. We are doing listener stories. We need your stories, please. We want to read your weird tales on air. So if you're comfortable with it, please email us. Send us your weird encounters of paranormal, true crime, conspiracy theories. Once again, no flat earth conspiracy theories. Thank you. But if you had a weird encounter where you walked away and you're like, oh, damn, that was weird. We want to hear about it, and we want to read it on air with your permission, of course. So shoot us an email, and also, we're on Buy Me a Coffee. So if you want to do, like, a one-time donation, buy us a cup of joe, you can find us on there. And also, Twitter, Insta, pretty much anywhere you can find us. You yeah, look exactly. Our Twitter handle is at WeirdDistractI1. Instagram, I think it's, like, WeirdDistractionsPod. Honestly, just Google us at this point. Like, we're not big, but... Google's pretty handy in terms of finding us and connecting. We, we, would, we would pop up, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Chrissy, we, we, we've done so many recordings tonight. If you need a distraction. We got you. We love you, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.